Racing World is presented by Race Control Magazine. Welcome into Racing World for yet another edition of the Three Stooges Talking Motorsport. Quite enough to uh, carry on with over the next half an hour or so. Looking forward to bringing it to you. Of course, if you are watching on YouTube, please like please subscribe and please share to justify our continued existence. That, of course, goes uh, for Anchor FM, Radio Public and Spotify. Like, share, subscribe, and we can carry on doing this until the end of time. Well, maybe that's a little too long. David Turner, that's that guy. Bob McMurray, that is him. I'm Darcy Watergrave without a hat. I don't know why. I just thought I might change things up a wee bit. I'm actually looking very crisp today, aren't I, gentlemen? Crisp. Is that the word? <laughs> yeah, well, the word ironing could still come into play if you want really crisp. You yeah. know, Daddy doesn't so iron. Crisps. Anyway. Yeah, I don't own an iron. I don't oh, do okay. it. I don't okay, We've got fine. plenty to talk about today, and I suppose we'll start things off with the uh, granddaddy of them all in Formula One. What an exciting race in Turkey. I don't know what your initial thoughts are on that one there, but uh, that was all the fun of the circus, was it not? Wasn't it one of the most bizarre starts I've ever seen? In fact, the whole weekend was bizarre, right was. from the get-go, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, just before he gets going, because we were criticised last week of having a rant, I just wonder where the one's coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe. The rant really was, and for those who saw the race, you probably understand what I mean. A couple of the drivers after the race, George Russell said, this wasn't Formula One, it was too slippery, the surface was bad and all the rest of it. George, mate, you might think what pays your money. It pays your money is your people who watch it. And they watch it because it's entertainment. And if it ain't entertaining, they ain't going to watch it, you're not going to get your money. Therefore, that was one of the most entertaining races we've seen. Because everybody's talking about it. Bizarre, yes. Slippery, yes. Wet, yes. People sliding off, yes. All sorts of things. It's called entertainment. There's a song about that, isn't it? It's called entertainment. <laughs> so, you know, don't get wrapped up in yourself, mate. This is all those drivers. It was a superb display of one driver who was a pit stop behind after five or six or seven laps and finished a pit stop and a half ahead at the end who kept it on the road, who won a world championship, his seventh going, and he mastered it. For all those others that did not master it, Learn it's your bloody drive. fault. <laughs> it's not his fault. It's not anybody else. It's your bloody fault. But I thought it was um, bizarre, yes. I thought it was uh, entertaining, yes. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed the scene. The scene was set in the day before when it rained then as well, you know, and even the day before that when it was dry but it was slippery because of the surface change and Pirelli with the wrong tyres and la, 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 la. But it all made for yet another great event, didn't it? And if you look at all the COVID races we've had this year, this is what we've been we've been getting, places like Mazzano and stuff. You know, we've yeah. had these excellent races. So, yeah. hey, this one just happened to have a bit of water. Yeah, we didn't go to Mazzano. We went to Mugello. Uh, yeah, sorry. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Mazzano on the brain for other reasons. Mazzano's <laughs> a, little bit, um, a little bit tight for a Formula 1 car. It's a nice track, though. But, I mean, like you, Darcy, when this is going on, I'm just putting notes down and all the rest of it. I gave up. I, I just gave up. I can't write, I can't so write that fast and watch. I was going like this. Giovinazzi in the barrier on the way to the grid. George Russell in the barrier on the way to the grid. Wet track, um, both pit Williams start from the pit lane. Turn one, Bottas, Ricciardo and Ocon off. Um, Bottas was off six times over the race and he's got the same car as the bloke. Anyway. Um, it's not <laughs> the same so talent, obviously. It was a virtual safety car for Giovinazzi as well later on. Uh, lap 13, Hamilton was kind of off and he was trying to get heat in the tyres. No heat. Lap 13, he was out of it. 
Stroll leads by a long way, a long way. I mean, for goodness sake. Just took a bit Which of nervous when the him. commentators started talking about, well, he's got a chance to podium, he might yeah, win this yeah. race. I'm thinking, dude, there's 40 laps don't to do go. That, no, really? Don't. Do that. don't. No. No. You think to yourself, <laughs> it's not going to He's happen. got an unassailable lead. No, no, he's I was kind of thinking <laughs> two racing points on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lap 19, Verstappen spins. I mean, he's right up the backside of Perez, uh, you know, and he just spun all on his own. Um, lap, lap 46, Bottas was lapped by Hamilton. There you, there you go. I mean, that must hurt, mustn't it? And that's the guy that was threatening to to not allow um, Hamilton to win the World Championship. But he was going to happen anyway. But Hamilton on intermediates, but they were like slicks at the end. Anybody saw that? Well, fantastic. they had an intermediate edge. Does that count? If you you sort of drove on the edge of the tunnel. I see a lot of tyres like that out in West Auckland, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) They look really good on the outside. I can see some out here in your car. My car (laughs) has got fresh boots, how could you? Um, So Lewis Hamilton, superb, I don't care what you say, and I'm never going to say the greatest or not the greatest, who the hell knows? But, you know, the, I don't know about Fangio, didn't see him. Of his like time, that. he is the greatest Formula he 1 driver. Of right. his time, in this era, he's peerless. Right. Of his era, he's the greatest. And I don't care about his politics, I don't care about his whatevers. As a racing driver, there ain't none better. And there hasn't been for a long time. There's long actually time. a clip running around YouTube at the moment, or Facebook, or one of those threads, I don't know, of uh, him and his old kart days. Yep. Passing a whole number of cars on his way to victory in the space of a couple of laps. I was and there. It, it's... I was there. You because, were there. Well, McLaren was supporting <laughs> of course, him. Yeah. And we had to, you know, various people like a guy called Stuart Wingham was looking after him at McLaren. Ron was looking after him. And we had to go to various cart meetings to. Imperious. To watch Just extraordinary the car control like that. at that stage and yep. the, the attitude where yep. he put his car and how he went about his business. Yep. Like, there, there, that so, is a harbinger of. So, looking car. ahead, because there's been various things said in the media, does he stay at Mercedes? Does he stop? Does he keep going? Obviously, I. Going to keep going because he's kind of implied that himself through his own words. Does Toto Wolf stay at Mercedes or go to Racing Point, or is it status quo? What's your, what's your feeling? How much does he want? Well, eight. He wants to win. He's a driver. Yeah. He's a racer. What gives him the best opportunities to secure a world record eighth championship, not just a world equaling championship? Staying exactly where you are. Precisely. Would you think I mean, that'd be the drive? The, the the answer to all those questions is I don't know. Nobody, <laughs> nobody does. No. But you would think that he'd be pretty silly if he if he stays in Formula One, which he, as you say, he's indicated, he'd be pretty silly to go to Williams. No, no, um, <laughs> Alpha, Alpha. You know, and most of those seats are taken anyway. So what what's he going to do? He's yeah. going to stay where he is if he stays. I can't see him moving anywhere. They're they're a little bit annoyed about the salary cap coming in, which is not. Gonna, which is going to be a little later. It's not for next year, I don't believe. Um, but that's what what, what kind of salary it. cap is that, though? It's not... I don't know. I mean, really, well, what kind of cap is it? It's the one million, the three 30, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but it's a strange cap. Yeah, I know it is. So I hope we see him again there next year. I hope we don't see him in as dominating a car. But once again, as we've said lots of times, ain't Mercedes' fault. It's everybody else that's, uh, that can't keep up with them's fault. I mean, for goodness sakes, there's one team, the pink cars, which are a copy of last year's Mercedes. And they almost can keep up with him, but they still can't. So, you know, there's there's an awful lot of cases for allowing other cars to copy parts or take on parts. But is that Formula 1? No, it's not. But there's a fine line to be drawn there. That's a whole different deal. We've, we've obviously been quite critical over various shows about Lance Stroll. But at the end of the day, at this event, he put the car on pole. He did lead for the first 
third of the race. Mm. So can you put an asterisk around that yeah, lead though? Because he got him into the lead and he had nothing in front of him. He had no spray. He had nothing. Well, but he stayed on the road. But he kept it on. The, <laughs> yeah. No, no, gra- granted. But he did have a distinct advantage when yeah. he tore away. It but makes it, it a lot easier. And don't forget, he's the first one to to go through all those puddles. After him, you know, the tenth car going through. The tenth car is following essentially a track of the one in front. Might not be able to see. But so Lance Stroll did a very, very good good job for all that time. Now, they said afterwards that there was damage on the front wing they found after the race, which affected the... He was complaining about graining on the tyres. And the damage under the front wing, one of the strakes apparently was gone. Whether they're saying it because he's the boss's son, I don't know. But but <laughs> apparently that caused the, um, caused the lack of downforce on the front, which caused the graining which caused him to not handle the car not to handle as well, which caused him to drop back. If that's the case, then, okay, he was still driving well, but he just, just had a car that wasn't handling the way it was in the first third of the race or half of the race. And we always go back, don't we, to the same argument. Um, Lewis Hamilton's got the same car as Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, that's that's the way. Had the same car as Nico Rosberg as well. Yeah, there you go. So Nico Rosberg won a world championship. Yeah, don't forget. So a bit of class for you. Good, good race. Move on to the next one. (laughs) Well, the next one we've got um, is just three left now, all in um, Arabian parts of this world, and uh, all in car parks. You mean all in car parks? (laughs) Potentially no rain though. (laughs) Two in in one place. Hey, the way twenty twenty's gone right now, it wouldn't surprise me. There's a cloud burst. It really wouldn't. Bahrain. And we got Formula 2 joining as well, so we'll see Marcus Armstrong uh, back on track and hopefully he can turn a little bit of the season around because unfortunately he's one of the drivers with the Ferrari Driver Academy that did not get a test drive in, in Formula 1 at all or at least an outing in Formula 1. So let's hope Marcus can get going there. We need him to uh, We need him to still be in Formula 2 because who knows, there may be another Kiwi driver at some point in Formula 2 in the future. Who yeah, knows? We'll never say never. We didn't see Hartley coming, did we? So no. who knows? No. And again, you look at the at the value and, and what New Zealand drivers have done. I'm not going to get into Helberg Awards this week. But you look <laughs> at what they've done, and you've got Van Gisbergen winning a Bathurst, McLaughlin winning a, a third supercar title, Dixon winning a sixth IndyCar championship, Hartley winning Le Mans. You know, so, yeah, more drivers coming through the system, as we'll call it, um, more the better, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have another rant. Let, let me oh, that's fine. Minute. Lock yourself out. No, you can do minute. it now. I thought you're you were fl- limited to the one. The floor is yours. I can do yeah. anyone. You can have mine. No, well, <laughs> before we get on to the Battle of Jack's Ridge, I mean, what I thought that was great, absolutely great. Just yesterday they announced that there were going to be three Toyota Racing Series rounds in 2021, only three, um, although those rounds are going to be primarily uh, for Kiwi drivers because the problem is no internationals have been allowed in. There's a huge queue of internationals wanting to come here to run, but they're not. So let's go back a little bit. This is this will be the 17th, 18th year of, um, of Toyota Racing Series, backed up by Toyota all the way through. Toyota have put a shed load of money going into millions into this thing. The Toyota Racing Series has developed many drivers, Kiwi drivers, and helped them develop their careers. From the very first one, Brendan Hartley, who said that without the TRS, he wouldn't have gone on to Formula One on the ladder. Lots of drivers from overseas have come here and run it. Kiwi drivers have been helped by Toyota. No other bloody manufacturer has put in anything like Toyota. They have worked their asses off in Toyota to try and get this TRS season underway. Unfortunately, COVID and all the rest of it has not done it. Toyota have put more money into it 
to, to see if they can get it going with Kiwi drivers because that, after all, is what it's for. It says trying to find the next world champion in open wheelers. So, you know, Toyota have done all they can. They haven't got a series necessarily packed with drivers because they're not allowed into the country. So they're putting money into Kiwi drivers. There's going to be seven, eight, nine, ten. There's going to be one race with um, with lots of guest drivers as well, which is going to be quite spectacular, and there's going to be a Grand Prix. All, all that's fine. And 110 people, approximately, depend either wholly or in part in the Toyota Racing Series. They depend on it for their part of their livelihoods. And what happens? All I see on Facebook when this is announced is keyboard arseholes saying, oh, yeah, typical, don't come down South Island. Do you know how much it costs to do this? And they say, oh, yeah, well, you know, typical Toyota won't do this, typical Toyota won't do that. For God's sakes, get off your asses, get from behind your keyboard, go and help people to race, get in there and join the Motorsport New Zealand Scholarship Trust or the Kiwi Driver Fund or whatever. Stop bloody complaining because there is going to be a series. Well, it may only be three races, but there's, uh, th- sorry, three events with longer races, but there is going to be one. Well, Toyota would be quite within their rights to do what a number oh. of other sports have done and go, look, this is just too hard and too expensive. We're going to hit pause. Yep. We'll come back next year. And they would have been quite justified in doing that. And yep. I think everyone would have understood that would still have been the case. But they've actually reached out, as you said, extended themselves yes. financially to make sure there is some semblance of a series to happen for entertainment. Yeah, I thought it's galling to complain believe, about that. Believe me, it costs Toyota hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to put Toyota Racing Series on. It ain't no profit margin, I tell you. Not a single thing. So, I, I mean, I the easiest thing in the world would be for Toyota to say, sorry, we're not doing it this year, as you say. You know, it's too hard. But no, they've fought and they've fought and fought and they've fought with the government to try and get drivers in. We still don't know if they're going to be allowed or not, but you've got to make a decision. So, I'm, we're sorry we're not racing in... In the South Island races, I'm saying we, Toyota, because I've got my ambassador hat off now. Um, but the fact is, it just isn't possible. just is not possible. Well, that was worth it, but you're now allowed no more rants. Yeah, that, okay. that was a big second one. Yeah, so that was a gets, big second one. bonus points for that. <laughs> I'll just back up something, though. The fact that you're going to have young drivers like a Billy Fraser, maybe a Caleb Nato or, or whoever in the series this year is still a testament to the level of which those kids are at in their motor racing careers right now. They are the next generation, as Toyota say, of driver, and they would have been there regardless of whether it had been a full international series or what is now potentially a domestic series. They deserve to be in those cars because there's talent there and their career path deserves to happen. I agree, but they may not have been there because the Kiwi Driver Fund has got extra funding from Toyota to help those drivers with an extra boost to try and get them in there. So they, their, their careers might have been stymied if Toyota had not done it. But still from, a fan, from a fan point of view, before the knockers really knock, and then we get floods of email, which is still good. Well, and everybody's um, got an opinion. Is the fact that these drivers are still worthy of being there, and for the public who enjoy watching motor racing, you're still going to get a bloody good show. Well, the addition of these, the guest these kids drivers is a, is a wonderful thing to do. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And what I've a good seen, idea. I've what seen a good some idea. names of those people who want to guest driving, and, mate, it's... If it happens, if it comes off, if Toyota can pull it off, you want to be seeing that race or that weekend. They really do because it'll be a good one. And while we're just on the subject of top Kiwi drivers, for those who watched the show last week and we talked about our 
non-Helberg award, which I'm saving up the budget for the trophy for, for our <laughs> Kiwi driver of the year. I did happen to bump into one Liam Lawson at Western Springs Speedway the other night, and he didn't know voting was underway, so he's going to vote for himself. So Is that kosher? Uh, yeah, of course it is, because we invent the rules. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, it's just like the Helberg. Yeah, do what you want. For, for yeah, it's our competition. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Helberg, Helberg B series. Yeah, exactly. So for people who didn't see it, I can give you a sneak hint at the moment. Shane Van Gisbergen is ahead on points, so if you want to cast your vote, you've got a few more weeks before we go into secrecy and... Uh, I don't know, fudge the votes or whatever. Rig the results. <laughs> <laughs> like the Helbergs. Wow, yeah. I'm going to win driver of the year. I'm so we're pleased. Op- we're open to bribes. <laughs> but anyway, it, when you're liking and subscribing, you can make a comment about that as well because that's part of the part of the deal. Yeah, now please do like, share and subscribe. It means a, a lot to us that we're actually having some reach and some effect we'd like to think anyway on motorsport fans in Aotearoa and also globally. Now, you touched before on, on Jack's Ridge. Can I just stop? Oh, here we go. He's got another rank. You've already had the two. <laughs> no, literally, it's coming stop. my way, I think. I've got to go and shut the front door, which blew open in his rank. <laughs> now that he's gone, can we talk badly about him behind his back? Yeah. Do we yeah. speak ill of him? Yeah, we've just been carrying on. There <laughs> oh, no, we go. So you managed to shut that door. Well done. I just shut the front door because it just blew open because we've got a rainstorm and we've got... Um, uh, wind come through and all sorts of things. Goodness I, me, we this need is, the rain. This is as live, isn't it? Really, it's live. It is, as yeah. live. This is exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right to Jack's Ridge. Oh, great! Wow, I ain't having a rant about that. What well, well, no, yes, no, I will. Oh, yeah. Okay, can we be positive? Can about I have it? a rant? It's yeah, well, I'm, no, I'm going to have a rant. Yeah, you can have I'm a rant. Have a rant. First thing is um, because I'm not a Sky subscriber. I couldn't find anywhere to watch it, but I have seen bits of it. Again, appalling to New Zealand media. It was on TVNZ's news. Nothing on media works. Very disappointing. That's my rant. Short and sweet. It was very short. It's not really a rant. It's more like a... It's a disappointment rant. <laughs> it's, a, it's a disappointment. Okay. But the coverage that Sky did, the work they put in to cover that event, that was I exemplary. Agree. I agree. really, really enjoyed the entire four hours. Was it four hours? Must have been four hours of, of really... I just sat and watched the whole thing. I mean, there were stunning performances. Stunning performances. Not least of which was Shane's. I mean, Shane Van Gisbergen in the rally the day before with that bloody little escort, his old man's escort. Um, just a super. Well, he won his class. I know. Uh, they, they, yeah. And he beat some four wheel drives as well. But then coming on, on Sunday and with a wonderful crowd there, and it was a fantastic day. And Alex Hawksridge or the Hawksridge family should be really, really proud of what they've done. And uh, Peter Johnson. And all those guys that got it together should be supremely proud of it. It was a it was a fantastic event, I thought. But just just think the original concept for Jack's Ridge because I was involved early on when you know WRC was coming here this year it was that was a WRC stage. Yes. So transform what we saw in the weekend, which I'm not dissing in any way, shape, or form. But imagine if you'd had the top ten WRC drivers go over that stage. Yeah. Hey, wow. Pretty cool, eh? It, so. F-I-A-W-R-C, <laughs> yeah. bring it back to New Zealand. Yeah, see what you missed, you Muppets. <laughs> well, it showed, I think, when you look at the drivers and the way they negotiated the track itself, was it slowly deteriorated, which you can understand why it would, because it started off with 70 cars, then it went to 32, then to 16. And it's never had that volume of cars no, over it. a lot of traffic on it, and it did deteriorate, and there were sections, especially that, that hairpin left that was a, a very yeah. odd one, where cars got taken apart pretty much, but the way the drivers managed to work out as the rally continued, what the best way to approach that corner was, and it showed the ones with smarts, showed the ones who understood yep. how to work the car the best in the racetrack, and one of those was Shane Van Gisbergen. That's right. He worked but, it out very, very well. But I actually thought, because all the time, after all the runs, I thought, oh no, they're going to bring the truck on now, or a, 
or a, a grader or whatever and regrade it. But they didn't, they left it. So it just naturally deteriorated or naturally improved wherever it was, which obviously caused problems. But obviously, um, as you say, the best driver's got a handle on it. Unfortunately, Hayden made a little mistake there and, and I wonder how much that cost. Ooh. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I have to do probably the first time ever that we've had it on Racing World, the public apology. Hayden, Patton, if you're listening, sorry we couldn't connect on Zoom this morning. <laughs> yeah. The technology beat me and I don't like it and I'm not happy about it and Hayden was due to be a guest on our show today. Right now, in fact. Yeah, right now. So here's a shot of Hayden, but um, yeah. he ain't here. But... But perhaps, Isn't that perhaps some of his electronics in that car could be could have been in here, to, yes. Uh, to this um, but how amazing is that electric rally car? Eh? Wow! I yeah. know we're not electric fans necessarily, but how amazing is that electric car? The most amazing thing is Hayden's developed that and made that and built that all here, yep. all here. And you had an interesting question. I hadn't even thought in about shed it. In Cornwall, when I was watching Hayden drive, and I was very excited, I suddenly realised that his hands stayed on the steering wheel right the way through the whole minute 20 of the ride. I'm like, he's not changing gear. Of course he's not changing gear. Yeah. It's an electric change. car. He didn't need you. I was like, so how do you use your engine brake? And we know what rally drivers are like, the way they utilise the clutch and the gearbox and the engine braking in order to get the best out of their ride. So how big are the discs on this thing? Yeah. <laughs> because the brakes will be well overworked, would they not? Obviously the torque's there and they don't need necessarily to drop down gears to get that accelerated torque because they've got it already. But the brakes must be immense on that and I was really interested to ask Hayden if you're watching Hayden can you let me know you've got my number uh, about how he, how he actually did that but of course he could focus entirely on where he was positioning his car because his hands were stuck on the wall the whole time there was no distraction and it just struck me and I was watching yeah. like that and now that is something I wouldn't have thought of yeah. as well Yeah. so sorry we couldn't but ask that question maybe next time sorry those, again for those, <laughs> for those who didn't see Jack's Ridge it was not the electric car that he was actually that racing. he wrote off no. he just did demonstration runs with the, the electric version which um, I, th I think is fantastic. <clears throat> I saw the interview before and he said, we've just got to adjust the battery for the length of rally. We've got to get bigger batteries and it's still in development. It's a fantastic achievement to do that. Electric rallying, electric racing, electric whatever, I'm still not into. But, you know, everybody says it's the way of the future. Techno-savvy, yeah. big tech. And, and still, yeah. with, still with Hayden, uh, tremendous round of applause for his entire crew that completely converted that car from the... City of Auckland rally the day before overnight to turn into that AP4 spec car. What did they have to uh, do? They, they turned it from an AP4 spec car and they basically tore it apart and rebuilt it from the bottom up so they had a hill sprint car. Oh, okay. Took them all night the to get that done. Not yeah. the electric car. No, the no, no, this is the car. traditional one yeah. because I was talking to him last week before the rally came. He goes, oh, we've just got to get back to the shed and... Uh, Get the uh, get the monkey wrench out and uh, have a crack, and we've got a we've got a few things to adjust. I was yeah. like, what? And he goes, everything. They basically stripped it and rebuilt it, so it became a hill sprint car. So it yeah. became one that was going to win because he was thrashing everybody by seconds until he had a small oopsie and then straight into the bank. And they could see the look on his face. No, not this again. Mm. Do you know, actually, just going back to what you were talking before, he is very eligible for our driver award. Oh, another one. Well, he's got to be, isn't he, really? Because not only for the driving of it, but the engineering and all the rest of it, everything that goes okay. with oh. it, and the fact that he's just shunted his car. He's got half a million dollars worth of bent parts behind him. He's on the back of the truck, and he's acknowledging the crowd, and he's speaking to the crowd afterwards, and he's doing all that sort of stuff. Hayden Padden is a very, very nice guy. Came through the academy years yep. ago and has helped the academy many times since, the Elite Academy. Um, and John Kennard as well has done the same, his co-driver. I'm not sure who that was with uh, with Hayden when the thing was upside down and the guy was getting out with a 
a look of resignation on his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Hayden Patton, I'm a big fan of his generally. Well, and the way he makes himself available. Vote now. Yeah, vote now. In the comment section. It's you yeah, too, Liam Lawson. Right. You can vote for Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd insist. Uh, you're listening to the Racing World Podcast. Myself, Darcy Watergrove, that guy, David Turner, and the King Rant, Bob McMurray. Sorry. <laughs> as well. If I'll you're enjoying up, it you know? on Anchor FM or Spotify or Radio Public or Shut Up or on YouTube, please like, share and subscribe. It'll give us some form of justification to carry on listening to uh, Bob my McMurray's rant. ranting <laughs> and me wiping spittle off my cheek as we go. This is the Racing World Podcast. <laughs> Perspective Group is a leading media production company based in Auckland, New Zealand. Established in 2009 by former TVNZ producer David Turner, Perspective Group offers you a vast arrangement of media options to fit any size or budget. It covers truly global services, supported by some of New Zealand's leading media talents. For more information, contact Perspective Group Limited at perspectivegroupltd at gmail.com and check out the website perspectivegroupltd.com where you'll find even more information on creating your media solutions. You have a dream. You have all the drive in the world. You have talent to burn. Now all you need is a chance. Toyota are committed to developing and nurturing New Zealand's next generation of world-class racing drivers. Because if you can dream it, we can do it. This is the Racing World Podcast with Darcy, David and Bob. We have a few loose ends to tie up before we complete the show for the day. No more ranting. Thank you very much. No more uh, to you, you got some news out of uh, the United States of America with the, the Indy Light Series. There's yeah, trouble at Mill there. Just something that's developing that's worth keeping a bit of an eye on. Obviously, the calendars have been released already, and one of the things that came out was there would be no Freedom 100 at the Indianapolis 500 next year uh, for the Indy Lights cars, which has always been a traditional thing there, you know, for the last few years anyway. Um, but they get bonus races in Detroit. But then it started a bit of a storm about why there wasn't an Indy Lights race there, because it, it is, it's a damn good race. You've watched it with me a few times. Mm. Um, car count was one of them. Then there's now talk of maybe a little bit of a conflict between Dan Anderson, who looks after the entire Road to Indy series, who is an extremely nice guy. I've met him. Um, he, great guy. So, you know, he was no complaints. He was here wasn't he? Oh, no, uh, his one of the, Yeah, Johnny Barker came yeah, down here. So there's a rumour of a little bit of conflict between him and, and Roger Penske because of him being owner of the series now and about whether the car count was going to be too small or not. So it's just one just to keep on the radar and see how it develops because I, I think yeah. that there's, there's more to come in that story yet. In terms of IndyCar, um, no, there's talk still of other seats being available and other teams looking. I know one chassis uh, traded hands this week to a, a new team. Um, so... Yeah, there's some things in the wind already, but the Indy Light story, I think, is just worth watching. Okay, well, um, very briefly, Super Formula Autopolis Japan. Nick, Have you found Nick? Quick Nick. <laughs> Have you found yes. Nick Cassidy? He disappeared he, for a while, didn't he? Another driver yeah. you can vote on. Yes. <laughs> another driver, yeah. Go on, yeah. Liam. Because he's, he's balancing between Formula E and, and uh, Super at the moment. I mean, he can't do both because once you leave Japan, you're done mm. from Japan. So, anyway... He was, um, let's see, seventh in the race at the at Autopolis of the weekend. He's second in that championship from Rio Hidakawa, 
He's only nine points back there from there, so I don't think it was a particularly good race for him. Of course, we go to the FIA WEC in Bahrain. It was the last outing for the TS uh, Toyota TSO 50, um, of which um, he won the championship pretty obviously because he's won just about every race in the LMP1s. Uh, unfortunately, from our point of view, it was the other car that won it as opposed to Brendan Hartley's car. So uh, Brendan Hartley was second in that race. The, the race was won by uh, Mike Conway, Kobayashi and Lopez. Uh, but Sebastian Buemi and uh, Kenta Nakajima with Brendan, they, they were second in the race and second in the championship as well. MotoGP in Valencia, that was wrapped up. Well, the championship was wrapped up at the weekend. Um, Joanne Mir won that championship. Uh, Quattararo again failed. He fell off and um, it didn't do very well. Uh, Jack Miller, uh, Morbidelli won the race, but Jack Miller was second from Australia. Polis Bargra was third. And um, that's all really that happened at the weekend. Next weekend is a roaring weekend. It's absolutely packed with nothing. MotoGP <laughs> from Portugal is the only thing we've got next weekend. So um, there you go. But hopefully we'll have... Um, We'll diversify a little bit into other sports and we'll get... What do you mean other sports? There are no other sports. Garth Hogan. Other facets within the sport, I other think categories. is what I was trying to say. Other categories. Well, that's a different sport, isn't it, really? Well, it's all motorsport. Oh, okay. It's so all-encompassing. Oh, it has its, it's own team. There's sport and there's motorsport. But it stands but, on its own. I've got right? a lot of technology homework to do for yeah, <laughs> You might do. But it's a competitive flyer as well, you know, plane flyer. So It's a motorsport. It's all under the same motorsport. It's a different category. Mm. I feel a rent. So. No, 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 no. We, have, we haven't got time for that rent. We really don't. Did you see you need the motor too? <laughs> don't get him started. Yes, don't I get did. Why? Why? I just, it's a very exciting form of motorsport. Motor three. It really motor is. Three yeah, is motor three. Better. Yeah, well. Okay. Uh, do you know, ever since, sorry, <laughs> I've got him going I'm again. Going. Ever since we had, do you remember we had Wayne Gardner on yep. the in the show, actually, when you were doing Radio Sport? And I was back in the day, to way join back when, you, yes. We had Wayne Gardner in there. Ever since then, I've been watching his uh, son, Remy Gardner, in, in uh, Moto2. Mm. And he's he's pretty bloody quick. He has you know, he falls off now and again, but he started at the weekend way back and he got all the way up to eighth position, which in, form, in uh, Moto2 is a pretty... Pretty rapid ride. Sounds like I've got some phone calls to make to try and get him on the show as well. I'll quickly get it back to four wheels. Uh, Attended the opening night at Western Spring Speedway in Auckland last weekend. Um, Pretty average sort of track, but great nights racing. Michael Pickens, just class, class, class act. So put him in one of your drivers. And of course, then the next day he shot down to Jack's Ridge and had a crack round there as well. He couldn't do the uh, the final round because of his back or something. Hurt his back, which is unfortunate. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, well, that's it um, from the Racing World Podcast. Thanks very much to all of you for enduring, sorry, listening to the program. Hope you have enjoyed it. Please like, share, and subscribe across all of our platforms. On behalf of David Turner and Bob McMurray, this is Darcy Waldergrave saying have a safe week, look after yourself, and we'll catch you again next week here at Racing World. You have a dream. You have all the drive in the world. You have talent to burn. Now all you need is a chance. Toyota are committed to developing and nurturing New Zealand's next generation of world-class racing drivers. Because if you can dream it, we can do it. Race Control Magazine is your IndyCar fan mag and so much more. Publishing monthly online on issuu.com 
you'll find Race Control Magazine there for you to download and enjoy everything IndyCar and so much more. Behind the scenes features, race reports and the entire Road to Indy series are just part of what you'll find along with stunning images captured from the series leading photographers. Grab your copy today at iwsw.com to complete your motorsport read. Racing World is presented by Race Control Magazine.